Hello, hello. Welcome to Flowing with the Punches. I'm your host, Stephanie Lord Enziazio of SLD Wellness. And this podcast is all about flowing through the sweetest peaks and navigating through the bitter pits of life so that you can unapologetically be yourself. We live in a society where online it seems like everything is rainbows and butterflies and sunshine and rainbows and i am here to call bullshit on all of that it's not that people are not always hopping on flights people are not living this dream life all the time people are going through hard shit all the time and they just don't talk about it behind closed doors they're dealing with struggles and you wouldn't even know it and oh yeah on this podcast i do curse so buckle the fuck up and get ready to go on this ride if you are ready to talk talk about getting through the things that are impossible, seeing through all the hardship, and finding your way through it, let's jump in. Are you ready? Hello, hello. Welcome to Flowing with the Punches. I am your host, Stephanie Lorden Diazio, and Flowing with the Punches is all about flowing through the sweetest peaks and navigating through the bitter pits of life so that you can unapologetically be yourself. So today is episode four of the podcast, which is all about thoughts from a pregnant doula after their first trimester. And I am really excited because in this episode, I am talking to a very special guest. And this pregnant doula is, drumroll please, me. (laughs) So I am pregnant and... I am going to be sharing quite a bit with you in this episode about what the first trimester has been like and also answer a lot of questions that I've gotten on Instagram that I feel like need to be in one spot because being pregnant is a very interesting experience and very interesting feeling. Being a doula is also something that's very interesting and special. Being both, I feel like, is just like a double whammy. So we can start diving into the questions. Um, So one of the ones that I have gotten asked is if I can talk about the spiritual component of birth slash being a doula. And There's a lot about birth and about being a doula that is very spiritual. So when it comes to birth itself, something that I often tell my clients is that your mindset is key. It really does impact so much when it comes to your birth. And it's one of those things where it's like if you go into birth and you have a positive mindset that no matter what things are going to work out, you're probably going to look at your birth with a completely different experience than someone who goes into it and is like, yo, I'm fucked. Like, I just hate this already and everything is going to suck and I hate being pregnant and I hate all the things. And that's something that you also see in birth in the sense that as someone is laboring, they get to a point where in transition. So at first when you're laboring, there's early labor, there's active labor, there's transition, and then you're pushing. And in transition, you hit a point where you very much feel like, oh my goodness, I've been doing this for so long. I don't know if I can do this any longer. I feel like I'm going to give up. And there's a part of you that really does shift like there's a part of your mindset your body that has to fall away in order to go from the maiden to the mother there's a quote that essentially says that the maiden part of someone who is giving birth dies in order for the mother to come out and often in our society as we know like pregnant people people who are delivering are badasses (laughs) like that's just the truth that is to do this to do this piece of things and to deliver a child no matter how it is is a huge thing and so 
it really requires you to essentially see outside of yourself. I often say the phrase to my clients that it's like you're going to the stars to get your baby and bring them to earth because a part of you kind of does leave your body in those moments in order to get through and deliver your child. And when it comes to the spiritual component of being a doula, something that's been really impactful and I've noticed is that whether you're in a room for two hours, whether you're in a labor room for days, you really do give your all emotionally, physically, mentally into the space, whether that's asking questions to the medical team or checking in with family members or gauging how the partner is feeling and asking them if they need to take a break whether it's providing hip squeezes, like you're involved in all of the things. And spiritually, it makes a huge difference because I have had moments in birth and after birth where I have felt feelings that don't always make sense or had dreams that don't always make sense until I talk to my client later. Like I had a dream for one of my private clients that their baby was smiling and then a few days later they sent me a picture of their baby smiling and when I had met up with them they were just like oh my goodness everything is tough and I just don't really know how one gets through this and I said to them you know at some point this baby's gonna start reacting to you and so to have that dream that they were smiling I had this feeling that okay this child is going to be smiling at you very soon and lo and behold that's what happened there's like this emotional tie that I have often experienced with my clients and it's something that doesn't go away like you think about them you wonder about them and when they follow up with you or you follow up with them it's just one of those things where it's like it tugs at your heartstrings because this kind of work is very heart-based. And another question that I had received was, what kind of doula are you and what practices do you incorporate in your services? And I'm a birth and postpartum doula, so I support people who are going to give birth and I support people after they give birth. And in what I do a lot of it is prepping you for birth whether it's a birth plan talking through what it is that you would like helping you to wrap your head around birth itself and then also in the labor room being there continuously consistently to help support you in your birth and after birth being there to check in on you to see how you're feeling what it is that you need and It all depends on what support you feel like you need because there's some people who just want to sit and talk and process their birth. There are other people who want help with meal prep, who want to have someone help with laundry. So there's so many different things that I do and can do and also involving Reiki, sharing yoga videos that I create for people who are prenatal, pregnant, or postpartum. All of those things are also involved. Doing meditation during birth, after birth, those are also key things as well that I do that I very much enjoy. And I, I it's wild how many questions I have here. I'm like, oh my goodness, we're gonna we're gonna run through a list, but there's some where I feel like I'm going to be talking for quite a bit on just like one thing. So one of the questions was, how realistic is it for me to have an all natural birth? So this was what someone had asked um, me in the DMs. So when I hear all natural, I assume that the person is referring to an unmedicated birth. And going back to the one about the spiritual component of birth, mindset really is key with birth so how do you view 
how you handle tough situations? How do you view how you handle intensity? Because if you're someone who says, you know what, I already know that I'm going to get an epidural and I don't feel like my body can handle it and I just want whatever is going to be the quickest thing to get the baby here because I'm just done, you're going to have a very different experience than someone who is like, I trust that my body knows what it's doing. I know that my body is capable of this. I know I can do hard things and I will get through this. It's a very different mindset and a very different experience. And also, depending on the position of the baby, depending on how you are, all of those things also play a factor in having an unmedicated birth. And I would say that if an unmedicated birth is something that you're considering or something that you are looking into, that finding a provider that is aligned with you matters so much because there are some medical providers who will come in and constantly check on your cervix and ask you if you want medication and offer it to you and when it comes to laboring you'll feel things you'll feel intensity you'll feel shifts if you have somebody who's constantly asking you hey what is it that you're feeling hey do you want to get an epidural then you might at some point take it but if you have a medical provider that you have told like I want to go unmedicated or I want to go as long as I can and I don't want anything to be offered to me unless I ask for it, you will probably have a completely different experience than someone who has a provider that is just ready to give them medication. So definitely something to think about whenever you are thinking about a birth plan. And that's another thing as well is... I think it's so important to have a birth plan and talk to your medical team about that beforehand, whether it's talking to them at like 34 weeks or 36 weeks or whatever the case may be, talking to them to gauge how they are going to react to your questions, asking them what their birth philosophy is so that you can find out how is it that they will be in the labor room definitely makes a huge difference. And I really think it's so important to find the right provider, especially because there are some people who will just like, yes, you to death. Like, yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want. But then you get there and then they're completely different because they're like, I just want to get out of this and I just want to be done and I want to get to dinner and you don't want anything like that. You want to find a provider that really does match with what it is that you're looking for and what it is that you want. Another question was, can, do I really have to give up cheese while pregnant? And for this one, I want to give the caveat that I am not a medical provider. Speak to your medical provider first. But also, with that being said, if you have a medical provider who is really focused more on your intuition and doing the things that feel right for your body then likely what they'll tell you is to use your best judgment. I actually um, spoke to a midwife about this um, recently. Like when I found out I was pregnant, I asked the question of, are there things that I need to avoid? Are there things that I need to not, not eat? And they were like, use your best judgment. And also your nose is gonna tell you so much about what it is that you even want to eat. You might smell something and be like, this is absolutely disgusting and I have no interest in this. And you might think before being pregnant, I'm going to eat literally every cheese under the sun. And then while pregnant, you might be like, that smells disgusting. And it's really more so soft cheeses that you have to be thinking about because those are the ones that medical providers will talk about that are unpasteurized that 
can potentially lead to listeria. And again, with that being said, listen to your nose, listen to your intuition. What is it that you feel like you need? Because those are the things that will help guide you and help you make the decision that's best for you. And another one is, is it possible to ask the doctor to do immediate skin to skin and delay cord clamping? And for that, the answer is absolutely yes. This is also why I think it's important to have a birth plan, to kind of have a sense of what is it that you are looking for? What is it that you desire? You don't have to have all of the answers, but getting a general sense makes a difference. And also freedom to shift things in your birth preference if need be, but if you know you want immediate skin to skin, if you know you want to delay cord clamping, talk to your medical provider about that beforehand. Talk to them about it at 34 or 36 weeks. Ask them questions about that. Typically, in even hospitals, you will have the golden hour, which is an hour to spend time with your baby, to have the skin to skin, as long as everything is good with you, as long as everything is good with them. And they will delay cord clamping. The time frame on it is dependent on the provider, is dependent on the hospital itself. But if you are at a birth center, they'll typically delay it longer than a hospital will. So again, think about what is it that you're looking for in your birth? What is it that you feel like you need? What is it that you prioritize for yourself? And go from there because that'll really help you decide what makes the most sense for you. A lot of the other questions are about me and my pregnancy, which for me, this, I'll be honest, feels different to talk about because I don't really talk about my pregnancy with other people other than close family and friends. So to even record this podcast feels interesting. Like I know a lot of people go the route of sharing about their pregnancy online, on Instagram, on Facebook, and I have not done that. (laughs) I have been rather protective, rather insular, and I think part of it is because I am a pretty protective person by nature. I keep a lot of important things to myself because I like to savor those experiences. And so oftentimes when I will share something, it's like way after the fact. Like people who know have known and they're like, oh, now you're sharing this? But that's just because that's who I am. And it's also because I've been figuring out for myself, like, is this even something that I want to share with people? Is this something that I will share after I give birth? Is this something that I will share about a year after I give birth? But I think that being a doula really has shifted that for me because I feel like it's important to share from the perspective of what I've experienced, from the perspective of what I know as a doula. And who knows if this will make it on the interwebs, you know? Who knows if this will make it onto Instagram? I truly don't know. Um... I've been giving myself the freedom to have the permission to change my mind at any point in time when I feel ready to, but also I know that once you put that out there, you can't go back. So being mindful and just making sure that I make the decisions that feel best for myself, for the baby, for my family have been really important to me because I'm not interested in just doing things for the gram. I'm not interested in doing things for likes online. Like that's not a thing I really give a shit about. So that's also why I haven't shared that because I just honestly feel like having that quiet space to just focus on myself has truly been a blessing. So 
I guess that's a really long caveat before I jump into these questions that are specifically asking me about my pregnancy or how I feel as a pregnant person or what I think as a pregnant person because I am so used to as a doula just giving the perspective of as a doula this is what I've seen or as a doula this is what I've experienced not as a pregnant person this is what I think or as a pregnant person who's also a doula this is what I think and this is what I feel and this is my thought on this and that's something that's been really interesting that I've been just you know navigating so questions specific to me have been how do you feel and how has being a doula impacted your pregnancy so I have been feeling really good which I'm really grateful for um in the beginning of my first trimester I had some slight headaches and that was because I definitely needed to up my water intake and then the moment I did that I was fine I was golden I was I was great but also something that someone had told me who is about to have their third child is like pregnancy is the most tired that you end up feeling in your entire life and I agree with them because the level of tired it just kind of comes and goes. Sometimes you get great sleep. Other times you're up at three in the morning. Other times it's just a struggle. And even right now with recording this podcast, originally it was going to go out Tuesday. Now it's going out Wednesday because I was just so tired. I was just in need of more sleep than I anticipated. And that really forced me to have to shift things and I think for me what that's even meant as a business person is that I have to shift my expectations of myself and give myself more grace and so with that being said even when it comes to the podcast even though when I first started it I was like it's coming out every Tuesday here's something that I learned that I think will shift things for me in general it will come out every week (laughs) I can't say with certainty it will come out every Tuesday because I don't know what the weekend before is going to be like and if I'm going to be hella sleepy and feel like I need to get more rest or if I'll get to a Sunday or a Monday and be like you know what I need to feel like I'm in a good headspace in order to do this and permission to give myself the space to do that is where I'm at now um and that's that's where I'm at with that. I feel like it's important to give myself rest, give myself space. And I know that I've been sleeping longer and going to bed earlier than I probably have since maybe I was a child. Like I remember when it was like, oh, it's time to go to bed. And it was like going to bed at seven or eight. I am back to that now at that st- at this stage in my life. And if I am sleeping later, it's because I had a glorious nap at some point in the middle of the day and feel like I can keep going. But sleep has been huge for me. I feel like I've become the nap queen and I loved naps before. Don't get it don't get me wrong. I have always loved naps, but now I feel like I need a nap basically every day. And um being a doula has definitely impacted my pregnancy in the sense that as I was wrapping up births towards the end of last year, my private clients all knew I was pregnant and I had also, in the first trimester, I had never been as hungry then as I had ever been in my life. And so I was always eating, even at the birth, like ordering food, snacking on all these different kinds of things. And being a pregnant while being a doula really forced me to have to slow down and take care of myself in ways that I wasn't before. Like I think back on years past where I was working in work environments that were really chaotic and I would forget to eat or get so overwhelmed that I wasn't in a space where I could take care of myself. Well, being pregnant, it's like, even if I'm a doula who's waking up 
at all hours, I need to really check in with myself. And sometimes that's meant asking a backup doula to go in to provide support if I wasn't feeling well. Or maybe that has meant packing extra food, which I know I definitely have. I've just brought extra food with me everywhere I've gone because who knows when I will get really hungry. And no shame in that because your girl likes to eat and I always have loved to eat, but like now it's like, I'm always asking when are we eating because I need to eat. <laughs> um, another question is what is my due date? Slash, do I share my due date or provide a range and why? So I typically have provided a range for when my due date is. It's in the summer, um, summer 2023. And the reason why I do that is because as a doula, I know that babies decide their due dates. And I have seen the pitfall for a lot of people where they will say the exact date that their doctor has told them is their due date. And then they either approach it and give birth earlier by a few weeks or they pass it. And then people keep asking them, when are they having the baby? And they feel pressure or worried that things aren't going quote unquote as planned. And I'm not trying to fall into that trap since I know what I know. Even with loved ones, parents, I have not said, here is the exact due date. I've just given a range. I have given a month, but to y'all, it's the summer. <laughs> if you know me, you know more, but that's, that's where I feel comfortable and I don't feel like it makes sense to stress yourself out about a specific date because your baby decides your due date. So why stress out if you're like it was supposed to be this date and it's a week or two off or five days off or whatever like truly it doesn't really matter like you'll be all right so summer 2023 little baby diazio will be entering the world and I am looking forward to it. It's starting to become more and more real as time goes by. Another question I was asked is what surprises you as a pregnant person? I think for me, what has surprised me is a couple things. One was like how strong my sense of smell has been. Like, I was like, whoa, like, I can smell things in the other room. I can smell things, like, everywhere. Like, I'm like, is this what Dexter feels when he's just like, I know you're cooking something and I know? Because the sense of smell is intense. Um, but also, I think what's also surprised me as a pregnant person is just, like, the level of stress that we can put on ourselves to have things completed and operating as you were operating before being pregnant without slowing the F down. Um, I've realized that my body will make me slow down and that I don't have a choice in that. I have to just surrender to it and accept it. So that's something that I've had to really just accept that I might not have the energy that I did before but that's okay because my body is building a human and anytime that I feel ready to beat myself up about something not being completed in the time frame that I've wanted to accepting that everything does not need to be done immediately has been a huge reminder and blessing and Another question was, what is something you didn't learn in doula training? Something I feel like I didn't learn in doula training is how much the emotions can play a part in pregnancy. And I think that 
for me as someone who is typically even keeled, I didn't expect my emotions to be something that I would have to really factor into decisions that I make. How do I feel about this situation? How do I feel about this person? Is this somebody that I do want to share this with? Is this somebody that I don't want to share this with? I didn't really expect that, but it's been a thing. Another thing um, is I feel like I didn't realize how vivid dreams can be or how vivid my dreams have been. I've had some dreams where I've woken up in the middle of the night, started crying, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, just tell me everything is okay. Tell me everything is all right. (laughs) Um, Like, I remember I did that to my husband before, waking up in the middle of the night, just tell me everything is okay. And it's like three in the morning, and he's like, everything is okay. What's wrong? And then I had another dream where Dexter was in it, and I don't even remember what he was doing, but I like woke up and looked at him, and I was like, why were you doing that in my dream? And he just looked at me really confused. So I'm confusing a lot of people because my dreams don't always make sense, but it's okay. The vivid dreams are a part of being pregnant and it's an interesting component. How has being, preg- how has being pregnant impacted you as a doula? That's another question that I received. And I think that For me, prior to being pregnant and just being a doula, my philosophy has been, you follow your intuition, I'm here to support you, but you need to do what feels right for you. That's something that has definitely still been the same. Um, For me, in the sense that I very much so have just made sure that as a doula, I don't put my own experiences into someone else's experience because it's not about me. It's not about what I think. If there's times where it's important for me to be like, hey, like maybe you should ask about this or consider this, then I will. But I don't insert myself into someone else's experience. And for me, being a doula has definitely impacted my pregnancy in the sense that before I got pregnant, I was very intentional. I knew that I wanted to make sure that I was in the best mental, physical, and emotional shape and space that I could be in. And so whether that meant going to acupuncture to help with anxiety, um, going to a chiropractor because my back has been just like a mess for a really, really long time. Talking to the acupuncturist about cramping and things that I've had in my life talking to my Ayurvedic coach about different things to consider and different things to eat and to make sure that I was just in a good space. Those are all things that I prioritized before even getting pregnant. And while yes, not everybody plans for those things, sometimes it just happens and you're like, oh, here we are. I, the planner that I am, I was very intentional about knowing, especially as a doula, that things from prior to you being pregnant can impact you in your pregnancy. And so I found it really important for me to make sure that I was really mindful of the things that I put in my body, the way that I treated my body before getting pregnant, because that often manifests itself in your pregnancy. You know, there are people who have all types of weird symptoms of things while pregnant and they felt totally fine before pregnancy. And sometimes that's because maybe there was 
a vitamin deficiency or maybe there was something that their body needed beforehand that now their body is calling for and again everybody's body is so different and what has worked for me doesn't necessarily mean it will work for everyone else but I do think that it's important to as best as you can take care of yourself because it impacts you and it impacts the baby so those are those are all of the questions I feel like I rattled them off probably a little faster than I thought I was going to um but overall this pregnancy has been really low-key and I'm really grateful for that and I'm gonna knock on some wood because I know that's not everyone's experience and I know that everyone has a different experience mine has been pretty chill I've been leaning on a lot of meditation a lot of walks with Dexter a lot of sleep a lot of water a lot of tea and it's been it's been helpful I also have gotten asked the question of will you have a doula hell yeah that's my answer to that I am not doulaing myself that's always what I say I'm not going to be my own doula because I think it's important to have an advocate and I say to basically like everybody that it's important to have a doula it's important to have an advocate in there with you yes having your partner in there is great but if you're experiencing intensity there's always the possibility that they are just uncomfortable and they don't know what to do and they need somebody that's there that's helping to make sure that you have an advocate for you too someone who can advocate for both of you someone who can be there for both of you and so for me I know that that's something that's important and especially if you're a person of color highly 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 recommend beg demand that you have a doula you know everyone's gonna do their own thing you're gonna make the decision that's best for you but I highly recommend getting a doula because there are just some things that happen in the labor room where people just move really quickly and they don't always explain what they're doing and so Having someone who can explain to you what's happening is important. Having someone who can ask the medical team to explain to you what's happening is really important so that they can break it down to you and know that, all right, like you want to know what's up. So I recommend it. I say do it. I say get it because... I've seen the difference that it's made with my clients. I've had clients who, for their second birth, have decided to get a doula because at their first they didn't and they didn't really even know it was an option. But when you know better, you do better. And so for their second birth, they decided to get a doula. And so I was in a birth once where the person who was delivering was a lawyer. and. I saw them sign their will right before they went in to get their cesarean. They had their husband sign off on their will that if anything happened that they were covered and that they were going to have everything that they needed in case she didn't make it out of the room because when she was in the labor room for her first birth, she had a history of fibroids and the doctor cut into her fibroid as she was having her c-section and she nearly bled out so to have that be her first experience of birth and then for her second one for her to be like i just want an uneventful birth and i just want to be here i just want to be here after this birth that like really left a mark on my heart as a reminder that okay like it's really important to have an advocate in the room with you it's really important to have someone there who can ask questions who can be there who can be present and it doesn't mean that you can you that you can't have a birth without a doula and be okay that's not what it means at all but it does mean that if you have a doula that's in the room with you that 
you're covering your bases and statistically you're putting yourself in a much better position to make sure that you are okay so get a doula and if you need any support with finding one in your area you can always reach out and ask questions and i am currently on pause when it comes to birth so i'm not i'm not doing births right now i am doing postpartum support for clients that i have already worked with but that's pretty much it the work that i'm doing at the moment is mostly with like consulting on things and providing people with um, advice as a mentor but I'm not physically in the labor room right now because I'm focusing on my own birth so if you have any questions feel free to reach out you can DM me at SLD wellness or at flowing with the punches and I will happily provide support and if you hear some barking in the background my husband and I just got a puppy so she might be barking her head off a little bit. Her name is Daisy, and she loves to play with Dexter, and she loves to go after him a little bit. <laughs> so I don't think I'm gonna edit out her barks because they're cute little barks. And that's your glimpse of my little puppy that I got while pregnant too, because, you know, why not stack some life events, make things a little, little busier in the house <laughs> already getting up in the middle of the night to pee so why not have a buddy that I'm walking around with as I'm doing that who I can take out when they have to go to the bathroom that's basically my thoughts on it which I know for some people is crazy but I don't really care because I live my life for me and not for other people and that's another thing I think that being pregnant has made me realize is that I'm not making decisions for how other people are going to feel about those decisions. I'm making the decisions that feel right for me, for my body, for my baby, for my family, for my life, and everybody else can just deal with the rest. And pregnancy has truly given me that liberation of not giving a fuck. So that's what I do. So get ready for more of that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any other questions, feel free to DM them to me at SLD Wellness, at Flowing with the Punches, and I will happily share more. I feel like this is like a nice little glimpse of what I've been experiencing, and I don't know how much I'll be sharing about my pregnancy to be honest i'm kind of just playing it by ear but and that's dexter <laughs> but i will say that it's been it's been an interesting experience for sure so episode five is going to be about why feeling like giving up might mean that you're on the brink of something huge i'm really excited to dive into that episode with you next week so get ready for that but let's move oh both dogs are barking now i'm gonna wait until they stop barking to do the meditation but let's move to the meditation and please hold because I'm going to make sure that you don't have to hear a bunch of dog barking in the middle of your meditation. <laughs> All right, so in the spirit of allowing myself to not overextend, in this episode, I'm using one sound bowl instead of three. We'll see what the next episodes look like, but... We're gonna use the smallest sound bowl for this one. And I want you to close your eyes, relax your shoulders, take a deep inhale in through your nose, audible exhale out of your mouth, let it go. 
Beautiful job. Let's do a couple more rounds of cleansing breath. Take a deep inhale, fill your belly, your chest, your back. Audible exhale, let all of the air go. One more time, take a deep breath in through your nose. Fill your belly, your chest, your back. Audible exhale, let it go. Release from your back, your chest, your belly. We'll now breathe in for a count of four. Hold for a count of four. Exhale for a count of four. And hold for another count of four. Breathing in, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Breathe in, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Continue on your own. Relaxing your shoulders your jaw, your eyebrows, your collarbones, your arms, your chest, your back, your belly, your hips, your thighs, your calves, your feet, your fingertips, relaxing it all. Taking slow, deep breaths. How can you release whatever you need to let go of right here and keep what you would like to keep?
And let's move back to the cleansing breaths. Take a deep inhale in through your nose, fill your belly, your chest, your back. Audible exhale out of your mouth, let it all go. <sighs> Again, take another deep inhale in through your nose, fill up. Take in all the air that you can take in. Audible exhale, let it go through your mouth. One more time, take a deep breath in through your belly. Fill your belly, your chest, your back. In through your nose. Audible exhale out, release from your mouth. Release the air from your back, your chest, your belly. Slowly begin to come back to your body. Start to wiggle your fingers and toes. Start to rock your head from side to side. And when you're ready, start to open your eyes. Find three things in the room to look at. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for giving me the space to share my pregnancy news with you and also give you perspective from my experience as a pregnant doula of what it's been like, what I've experienced, and also what I recommend for people who are pregnant or want to become pregnant. If you want more of this, feel free to ask away on Instagram. You can DM me at SLD Wellness or on the podcast at Flowing with the Punches on Instagram. And every Friday we do Ask a Doula, so ask me some questions on there so that those questions can get featured and we can share more of those things with other people. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review because that's the only way that others who you think would also like this can find it thank you so much for your time and i'll see you for episode five next week